With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Close to the camera. He's five pounds right now. <laughs> we're here at the media day for the 2021 Bassmaster Classic on Ray Roberts. This is a thing. Look at this. Look at the size of this thing. Progress we've made so far on our Hobie PA-14. Got it wired up for 12 volt right now. We got the P-127. Get in there! Got one. Took him long enough, didn't he? He knows. You know that's well, your outro. I know, but I mean, like, I was waiting on you because like you just kind of put me on the spot and it's like it didn't flow like whatever all right guys all right everybody i want to thank y'all for tuning in to one object tonight guys we got a really good show lined up for y'all we got special guest mark edwards he's going to be coming on later um we're going to be talking about uh early pre-spawn bass fishing we're right there a lot of the countries had some major warm fronts you know 70 degree days uh a steady 60 some degree days and then all of a sudden the weekend hits and then it goes to crap with 40s and 30s. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody's at work just looking out the door like, you know, when, oh, man, I can't wait till the weekend. And then it hits, you know. So, um, but hopefully here in the next several weeks, it's going to start looking prettier and prettier and prettier. Uh, we got some guys coming in. Tyler Bean, hey, man, thanks for joining us. Uh, we got, I see we got uh, Heath East, uh joining us. And we also got Brittany. Hi, Brittany. But uh, <laughs> y'all for tuning in. Um, guys, like I said, we got a good show lined up. Uh, first off, I want to thank all of our sponsors. Um, we, we've got some really good sponsors that are backing us this year. I'm excited about getting some videos out uh, with some of our sponsors. Uh, I want to thank Amped Outdoors uh, for joining us. Um, we're also a dealer of Amped as well, so you can check them out through our website at oneobjectivebf.com. Love their batteries. Yes, I said batteries. Yeah. I get that. I get <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. I get it a lot, man. And we get customers that come by the shop and they and they, they say stuff to me about it. It's fun. It's all fun and games. But I've always said it that way. So, um, but um, but yeah. So I mean, we got we got amp. They 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 are helping support a a, a big project we got going on. Uh, we we're, we got some lithiums just sent to us. It's gonna be going in the old uh, Range RT 198Ps. Excited to get them in. Um, plus our Hobies, we're running basically all amped products on there which i'll do some more videos uh probably when i want objective outdoors channel of a whole full walkthrough of it but um also want to thank missile baits um for helping us out they've been with us basically since day one um 
great products. Love missile baits. I'm a big fan of the baby destroyer, especially when it spawns on. I love flipping that candy grass baby destroyer around. It's just a good, good bait. But um, they got some other great colors. Um, but also, I want to thank uh, Waterland Sunglasses as well, Waterland Eyewear, uh, for joining us this year. And to, you can go to Waterland and at checkout, type in one objective for the promo code and save yourselves 15% off. So uh, make sure you go check that out. Um, them got these companies support our, our, our podcast show. They support us through, you know, our tournament seasons and all that. So, uh, let's support them. And, and the really cool thing about the sponsors that we have, basically they're not some big corporate companies. You know what I mean? They're all small companies. Um, just kind of like how we are. We love it. We love, uh, supporting small companies cause they support us too. So, uh, make sure you go check them out. Great people to deal with. Um, all of them have exceptional customer service so make sure you go check them out so uh we got a few more people coming in if you like you can put in the comments where you're listening from uh, make sure you guys get some questions in from mark today we're gonna try to get to all of them um we're, we got a lot to talk about uh, me and me and mark both fished the same tournament series we're gearing to go to gunnersville here shortly um but you know me and we've, we've known each other for a little while now and uh had had the opportunity to Hang out with them guys down there at Fork and a few other events last year. I'm excited to get this year going and, and hanging out and talking and, and all that stuff. So, but Chris, let's go ahead and get Mark in here and let's talk to Mark and uh, talk about the 2023 season. What's going on, Mark? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come in and join us. I know it's a, it's a Sunday night. You got to go into work tomorrow, but I really appreciate you getting on here and talking fishing with us. Uh, yeah, I, I'm normally work 12 hours on Sunday, but um, we're out of materials, so oh. I didn't have to go in today. So. Well, I, I guess that's a good thing in a way. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's, it, it is a good thing that then I need paid too. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword there. Yeah, yeah. It gives you time to get ready for, for Gunnersville, though. I mean, that's coming yeah. up here in about, what, two weeks now? Yeah, I lined up a few rods today. Yeah. Got some more line coming this week, so. Yeah, I'm I'm getting excited. I, I I did the same thing when the the Daytona 500 was on today. So while that race was on, I was there at the coffee table cleaning up reels and watching that. And you know, just it's been it's been real windy today here. I mean, it's been beautiful weather, but like temperature wise, it's just super windy. So I didn't really want to do much outside. So I watched the race and clean reels. <laughs> I listened to Bass Live all weekend. Did oh yeah, that was yeah. what so. Like between MLF and Bass Live, I mean, I, I'm not saying one is better than the other, or whatever. But which one did you did you pay attention to both of them, or one? Uh, yeah, I pay attention to both of them. It's just frustrating to have them both on the same time. You know, they yeah. shouldn't overlap. There's only so many fans out there. Yeah. So yeah, I watched the MLF until Bass came on, and then once Bass Live came on, I, I watched Bass Live over it. Yeah. But now I kept check, you know, score tracker. I never watched live. I just and then Davis had that heck of a day. You, you, uh, it's just crazy the cold front in Florida, how it just kills them fish, you know. You freeze up? Uh oh. Am I the only one there? Yeah. All right, there yeah, we go. There, there you go. Okay, yeah. I was wondering if it was I'm the only one there or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My internet, I swear, I've been having other problems the last two weeks with internet, so three weeks maybe, but. But anyways, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was really cool to watch them towards the end of the day start catching their fish, whether they were at Harris or at Okeechobee. You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, uh, but if you noticed, I mean, it's something we always think, you know, and we're talking about, you know, what we're talking about today is pre-spawn and, and cold fronts and stuff. But um, the day of the cold front really doesn't affect a fish as much as what everybody thinks. Yeah. It's the day after. The day after is really affects the fish. Yeah. It seems like. I mean, it, it you can like just tell with watching live, you know, when you got that many people else out there and they're not catching them. Yeah. Well, it seems like when the cold front's coming in, that's when they're chewing. You know what I mean? Like they're yes. really, like they know that they're going to be hunkered down for a little bit. The the nastiest weather usually you you catch you know they usually bite. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think a lot of us you know take it the wrong way sometimes. They're like, man, that cold front's coming in. Like it, it ain't gonna be worth crap today. You know what I mean? But and then you come in, and you're like, God darn, they really sacked them. You know because that's really what goes on like right that front the time that front's coming in is when it's good like when the wind's blowing you got the rain coming in like you say right after the bluebird skies it's still you know like it's it's tough and that's what's so neat about both of the lives i mean when you're watching so many different anglers at the same time and then like i think it was two days on bassmaster like the nine to ten o'clock range like the first day and the second day when they really caught them good yeah like the nine o'clock to 10 o'clock was like on fire. I mean, Mark Scott Martin was on fire. Yeah. In that little place. I mean, he caught a lot of fish he needed later on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really hate seeing Scott Martin fall off like he did, man. I was really rooting uh, for Scott Martin. I mean, I, I was pulling for him too. I didn't pick him in fantasy just because he was so much owned. I was like, eh. Yeah. And, but my fantasy team was <laughs> the worst ever. I haven't. I kinda, I you would think there'd been more spawning or more sight fishing going on, I guess. But where he's talking about the water clarity, and I guess where there's so much water in that lake, and there's they're talking about how, how there's not that much grass. Where you know how grass filters the, you know, the dirty water out. Yeah. Well, I, I'm guessing that's where they're having all that trouble down there. They're talking about. Yeah, they were saying that, and the water, you know, it's coming up. So. A lot of them talk about they couldn't even see the bottom anywhere they were at. You know what I mean? Like, I think. Oh, and, and their maps where they were fishing at was way out in the yeah. field, it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. But, you know, you looked at the Hobie event, man. And and look how. I mean, they, the first day they really hammered them. You know what I mean? Like, minor mm -hmm. and all of them. Congratulations to them, man, for. That was a heck of a day one. I think it was with 108 inches. Is that what it was? It was 100, 108 and some change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really phenomenal. And Justin Largan, man, you know, the two Virginia guys, man, were, were battling it out on day one. And then uh, Justin Largan kind of fell off a little bit today. Um, but it seemed like, you know, it seemed like a lot of them fell off. But uh, Justin actually finished second. Did he end up finish the second? I didn't get Yes, yes. He, really. he messaged me. I, I, I sent him a screenshot like right before it went offline. Yeah. I think I might have sent it after the tournament was over or something, just to let him know where he was at. And then he's like, oh, I called up a few times or something. And then I was like, heck, yeah. And then he told me how much he called up, and I was like, whoa. I was yeah. like, awesome. No, that's great, because I was trying to pull it up for the show. And, like, it's really hard to find, not let somebody share something, you know? He, so, like, when, when I sent that message, you know, it was after the tournament was over, and uh, he had 186-something. And there was two guys at 185 something. And he's like, I hope they didn't catch anything, 
which yeah. you know we knew that there'd be people put in stuff after you know the tournament was over but yeah well it was it was nobody cool going down you know like catching them like they were down there it was but yeah, I just, he, I think he cool. just winged it dude he he went to another place he didn't even yeah. fish the same area yeah yeah i mean he had a horrible practice he said and because i messaged him after day one i was like dude heck of a job man good you know heck yeah good and I don't know if you listened to Ewing, but Ewing was talking about where he'd been down there the last two years for the college, you know, boat tournaments. Yeah. So he he knew an area that had had good success in the past, but he didn't get to fish it in a boat tournament because it was people was already on it. Yeah. So he checked it out in practice, and it was yeah, it was the juice. He said yeah. sixty yards of it. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. Good congratulations to them guys for sure. Everybody that that did well in that event because it looked like it was going to be kind of tough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I don't really know what Ewing ended up with. He talked about Cullen twice near the end of the tournament with a over 20 and a 17. So yeah, and he had I two nineteen. So he, he probably was over 200 and some. Be honest yeah. with you. He killed it. Yeah. He killed it. Yeah. I, I could like, I was trying to pull the results up for the show and like, I just couldn't find like, that's the one thing I hate about it. Like I, they, they don't post a lot real quick. You know what I mean? Cause they do the live, all that stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, but, um, but no, I, I couldn't pull it up. So, but yeah, that's cool to see Justin Largan come up like he did. So I'll have to reach out to him tomorrow and um, talk with him. But yeah, it's, that's, that's great. Well, let's talk a little bit about your 2022 season. You had a really good season and it come down to the wire there at the end. Um, Pickwick was going to be a big thing, you know what I mean, on how this deal was going to go. And between you and Justin Largan, I mean, it was a two points difference. So yeah. like, we were all trying to do the math and and where Drew had to finish, and you know what I mean, like it was so many variables. Yeah, well, like on that, I didn't worry about all the variables that I couldn't control. You know, my goal was to go down there and win it, mm-hmm. and I. You know, had an area picked, and me and you was at the same ramp, the same idea, <laughs> and and you ended up not even fishing there. But um, yeah, I mean, I spent all my time in one spot, and and still didn't figure it out. Like, I guess we just don't, you know, I don't fish too hard in practice. Yeah. Like, I don't want to burn fish. I'm so used to West Virginia fishing. You you can't burn fish. I don't even practice in West Virginia anymore, just because. If you hook two good ones, they're not going to bite tomorrow. You're going, yeah, you know, it hurts you bad. So you just figure them out on tournament day. But um, there's, I was fishing the tailwaters, and uh, the deal was that they'd running. They whenever they were running the turbines, man, it was. I figured out where the bass were sitting because I caught so many trash fish. It was unreal the first day of practice. There's just so many fish come up to the tailwaters in the fall with all the shad and stuff. Yeah. I caught, I, sh- I sent you pictures of skipjack. I was catching skipjack on Alabama rig. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. Well, you were, you, and you caught some, you were on the right fish. You just, yeah, the- I didn't adjust right. I, I said, if, if they don't run that turbine, I can finesse fish and maybe get my limit. And I didn't do that. I just power fished the whole time. Yeah. Like yeah. a hard head. I mean, I had two the first day. If you, the thing is, it's pretty neat by turning X. You can actually look at the weight. And I had two smallmouth over 20 and a half inches. 
Mm-hmm. And they both were like right at five pounds smallmouth. And uh, then I had like a 15 or something, my third fish. I only had three fish day one. But yeah. if I would have finessed, and what happened was the second day, I had no pressure because Drew already had a big bag, you know. And there was no way that I figured he was going to get a limit. Yeah. And there was just no pressure. And I didn't even, honestly, by eight o'clock, I was talking about even going home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a sore loser, but I just, I'm competitive. And I, I'm like, what am I in it for? You know, if I can't win, then I'm not in it, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I stuck with it and I said, I'm going to make one trip out this wall. And yeah, I caught, I had 89 inches in like 30, 40 minutes or something. Yeah. That's tough, man. That's, and it was kind of the same with me. Like on day, day one, I figured out where some bigger fish, I figured out where some bigger fish were on day two that I missed on day one, you know, and I caught a couple good ones on buzz baits. Um, but like my practice was kind of like yours down there where I was at was I caught a couple and had a couple blubs on buzz baits when you're getting blubs. So you don't know what you're getting sometimes because a 12 inch fish can hit it like a freaking four pounder. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. just suck it under sometimes. You don't know what you got. So, um, I, I didn't know, be honest with you. I did. I had a couple blubs on a buzz bait, but then I was on a scrounger head and caught one decent one with that. And I was like, well, this is, this is all I got. This is where I'm going. I ain't catching no more, you know? And, uh, and ended up losing two good ones on the, on day one. And then just finished my limit out with some 12s, but like, and then the next day I ended up finding some bigger ones and was able to call up, but I, you know, in, in finishing, I think it was ninth. I finished in that event, but I'm kind of, you know, you look back at those and you're like, man, where would I have been at if I, if I'd have caught those, you know what I mean? Like was oh, yeah. a good area that, that could have been a winning bag. I don't know. You know? Yeah, I only needed if I'd have just had two small keepers the first day, I would have probably won it. Yeah, I think I think with one twelve inch out, I finished second. Sure. It was, I, it was insane because uh, uh, it's on them two day tournaments. It's it's anywhere. It's hard to you know do back to back big bags. You know. Yeah. Well, and um, I, well, you know, I didn't finesse fish the first day when I should have finished out a limit. I'd caught so many trash fish. I was scared to throw a finesse lure. You know, I didn't want to mess around with a spinning pole and hook a catfish because I caught so many catfish and yeah. the drum would fight. And then after I had that good limit, it was slick calm the second day. And I just started finesse fishing and my first cast, I, ca- I caught one. And then I ended up catching like seven or eight more keepers, all of them over 14 and a half inches. 14 and a half to 16 something inches. You know, we're not big fish, but I'd love to have two of them the day before. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, it, it was still a fun event, but it is heartbreaking when you're in contingency. Like I, I basically had nothing to lose. I was trying to just get into the classic. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what yeah. I was, cause I only fished two events before that. So like I needed that third event. And to- when you fish for points, you gotta, you gotta think, you gotta get a limit both days. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and then like saying in day one, and we always talk about it. You can lose a tournament on day one, so you don't know exactly. how hard you need to hammer them. You know what I mean on day one? Do you need to hammer them really hard just to get out there? Because you don't know what day two is going to be like. But for us, fortunately, it looked like the weather was going to be very similar. You know, but for you fishing tail race, you don't know if that what, what time that water is going to be pulling. You know? No, I mean you looked at the meeting and it was saying it was going to run four four turbines or whatever. There's going to be all of them, but yeah, no. 
<laughs> the week the weekend that one never did run. The one yeah. that I needed to run. But now I mean it's all learning experience. So now I've learned. Yeah. But um all them dams on the Tennessee River are different too. So I try. I mean it's you know, it and, and like say that this whole deal is is trying to figure out that that code, putting that last puzzle piece together because everything changes so much from you know, hour to hour on these things that and, and kind of like how the, the uh, Bassmaster stuff was. I mean, in the last minute, you can call up so quick. You know what I mean? Like, everything can change so quick on the last Oh, right. Well, my whole season, uh, you know, we, we started at Fork. I never even made a cast that – like, last year, my first cast was tournament morning. Yeah. I never practiced or – you know, I mean, because of the weather we had down there was horrible. It was 16 degrees that first morning. I mean, that was – yeah, it was, it was rough. Yeah. So, and then my graph, for some reason, my graph never would. I don't understand. Like when I plugged it into the um, transducer and the bat, you know, the battery to power, I could tell you, just take the battery inside the house and I can look at my Lake Master maps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And find, you know, find structure, find things that I wanted to look at. But when I put it on a kayak, and plugged in the transducer with it, it wasn't reading my, my Lake Master. I didn't have no map. Wow. I mean, I, I had the old Mario Brothers Lake crap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just a big blue ball. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so 16 degrees on a lake you've never been on, and then you ain't even got mapping, you know? Yeah. So that that was rough the first day, because, and I only got one bite, and it was a good one. It was 18-something, but – I don't even know what place I was at first. There was 150-some people in that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know where I was, to be honest with you. After the first day, I only had one fish. And then the next day, I ended up getting my limit in the last hour. It got slick, calm. The sun come out, warmed up, and I could almost call my shots. I figured out where they, what type of tree they were laying on. They wasn't laying, you know, there's standing timber everywhere. Yeah, but I happened to just figure out what type of tree they were on, and I could just use my torpedo and my and get my kayak over there and make a cast. I mean, it was every cast. It was. I actually called uh, with my last cast. I I caught a good one. That's what makes me mad because, like, I, the first day I did okay. I, I had a pretty decent, pretty pretty decent limit. I think me and James both. Were, James was up there really well. Um, I, I was like in the top. I don't know, fifteen or something like that. I think I was, and then. Second day, man, I catch a decent one, and then I catch a – no, I catch a small one, and then I catch a decent one. I, but it was all jerkbait. I never made that change. I went further back in the creek, but I never made the change of maybe I should throw a Cinco, you know, because James is right near – I mean, in, like, talking distance. I ain't even got to holler at him catching one jerkbait still, you know. But it's in yeah. one trip. Like, all his fish came out of this one area, basically. So, and he switched up to a Cinco? No, he never he, – he caught all his off of a daggone – and he switched to a jig on the first day and finished out his limit. But yeah, like, I caught like, yeah, my first one on a jig, and I threw that thing forever and never got another bite on it. Yeah. And the, and the next day, I caught one on a crankbait. I sat on that point that I caught the one for like an hour, and it seemed like a pretty popular point because one of the guys in a tournament that's a local – come up the first day and asked me if he could fish there you know so i kind of figured this was a popular place you know 
and uh and uh so yeah i, I said sure you know make, you know if he catches one maybe he'll you know i can see what he's kind of you know yeah. but he asked and i said yes go ahead and make cash you know and, uh he he had he had live sonar and i i didn't and uh so he was obviously seeing fish but uh he never caught anything and he had a good first day and then the next day he bombed out he only caught one fish but the second day after that first hour i, I just went beating the bank i hadn't fished real shallow yet so i just went cranking which is great for pre-spawn you know i mean that's one of my favorite things to do is crank pre-spawn so dude i didn't even make it like 100 yards down the bank and got my first keeper and it was a good fish and so then I cranked for like three hours and not another bite. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I saw, uh, it was yes. tough. And I ran into another competitor and he was throwing a, you know, he'd caught a couple on a uh, crankbait too, but he hadn't had any bites for the last few hours. And man, it was just rough fishing, dude. There was still ice on the trees. And Oh, yeah. I mean, the creek that me and James started in the very back on the first day was iced over. Like you threw a jig <laughs> there and it just slid across the ice, you know, and you're like, well crap like this is all we got this one little area because like i said we were like you we never practiced none we just we showed up we found a yeah. fish on google and that's where we fished at you know like whatever happens happens you know so, yeah yeah your your aaron b house was right next to where i was staying so. yeah 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 we were right there and it, and it was a cow farm yeah. it was wild <laughs> but but no it, that was fun it was a fun season i mean like i learned a lot because that's the first time i've actually been on the road uh, all over the country really fishing you know all these different lakes so we've we've traveled around virginia we've traveled around north carolina judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, and some in West Virginia a little bit and, and all that. But we've never to, to go down to Texas and Florida and, you know, all these phenomenal fisheries just and, and trying to pick apart and, and learning like you know basically that everything we like to throw will work everywhere you know what i mean exactly yeah yeah you don't have to like a lot of times i've been bad for fixing a box going to a certain lake like say gunnersville's up next everybody's throwing red rattle traps rayburn red red jackhammers you know what i'm saying yeah if i do that i don't do as well if yeah. i just do what i know got confidence in because I've done that. I've tried the what's supposed to work on a place and, you know, and not have it work for me, you know. Yeah. But, but, uh, I, and like last year, I think the only lake that I'd been to before on the Bassmaster Series was uh, Grand Lake. 
but I never fished the spot I fished before. I fished a KBF event there in 2018, and the day before the tournament and that KBF event, I was in a hotel room, and I'd practiced on Beaver Lake, and it was two-hour drive from my hotel room to Grant. And I just bought my Oklahoma license online and woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning drove to Oklahoma <laughs> and put in – and it had these stupid rules where you couldn't put in a daylight and all that crap. So we had to set up the ramp for a little while, but end up finishing 10th, first guy out of the money in that tournament. Wow. Uh, but – and I just went and fished, you know, just fished like on the wood back home, you know what I'm saying, just – yeah. And and kept an open mind. I mean, like shaggy head and a buzz bait. It was in June just and seemed to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really crazy because like, you know, we're, we fished some of the Hobie stuff too and went up to Winnipesaukee and, and all that stuff, you know, and like to fish that clear water like we did. I mean, it was still basically the same stuff that we fish there. We're throwing poppers and crankbaits and you know jigs all that stuff like it was it was just kind of like me and james look back like this year and we're like you know we carried so much crap last year i mean <laughs> so much crap <clears throat> and then by the time it was all said and done we still used the same stuff like we might have went in there and said well let me grab out this different color worm here or this different color worm here and nine times out of ten we didn't even throw it on that water you know what i mean like you just had it in the boat because you're like uh, if i can't catch them this way i'm gonna throw this and it was always still a green pumpkin or a black and blue or white spinnerbait. You know what I mean? White buzz bait, mm-hmm. whatever. It was, it was just crazy. So but kind of looking back at 2022, I know, you know, we always should have, would have, could have, but is there anything, any tournament that you look back at and you're kind of like, man, we know Pickwick, but like, is there anything, is there another lake that you look back and you're like, man, if I could have just made a, just small adjustment here or a fish that I lost that would have changed the whole game for the, the whole a- AOI season. Yeah. Florida. I mean, it wouldn't have really changed the AOI. I mean, I might've, I really wouldn't have changed AOI, but I sh- probably should have won it. Yeah. I was on a winning fish and, um, I had a torpedo that was like five years old and you know how much I fish, I fish a lot. And I had it serviced one time before and it, um, at our Bassmaster Championship on Russell, I fished a river the last day. Because so I was like, you know, you know how we kind of got a guess of what, what it's going to take to win or what, you, you know. And I didn't have greatest practice at Russell, and I thought 80 inches a day, maybe probably top 10. So um, I get 80 even, and I'm in 31st or 32nd place or something. Yeah. Casey had a 24 and three quarter. There were nine bags over 90 inches or something. Yeah. And I was just blown away, and I'm like, man, if I fish that spot, I don't even think I'll get 80 inches again, you know. So I just made a move to a river where the current blow uh, Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my motor was not – it could tell something wasn't 100% with it. Anyhow, you know, I had a rough morning, and I only caught like one one good – it was a good fish, but it was the only bite I had, and the current was just so strong and just – I don't know, it wasn't doing too good. So – I ended up the last minute I got a limit and I ended up like finishing 13th. I had like high eighties or something. Yeah. But I didn't pay no attention to my motor. Like a week or two later, we was down in Florida. And as I put the, put, put the motor on my kayak, I tried out every time before I launched my kayak. 
and it wasn't working right. So he gave me this error code, and I got the. Luckily, the the thing lasted the whole event on Florida, but I found two offshore spots that was about a mile away, and they had the winning fish. I mean, I caught a. I think I caught three fish over twenty in practice. Wow. Uh, yeah, and dude, I, it was just a couple casts on each spot. It was awesome. You know, I mean, it's just one of them things where you couldn't do nothing wrong. And everywhere I went fishing, I could catch fish, just whatever I wanted to do. It was just like, I don't know, it's just when you can't do nothing wrong, you know, I was catching 17s, 18s on frogs, and I throw a speed worm, and you could just catch 15s to 17s all day on a speed worm. Then it come down to the tournament, my starting spot, I was worried, you know, that somebody else was going to start there. It was kind of obvious spot. And there was several of us at the ramp, and nobody, nobody stopped there. And I catch like a 21 in the first 15 minutes or something. And then I'm like, you know, can I get another big one there and then go to another spot? I couldn't. So then I go to the other spot, but I'm only running like half throttle, right? Every time I go full throttle, it, it does an air coat. So anyhow, I get to the other spot, and I catch another 20 or something. And I think I have three fish with a small one and then i go just flipping and my first flipping fish is a 17 something and i'm like oh my gosh you know i only need two 15s and it was really um the well i was gonna say major league fishing big five was there right before us so they had 150 anglers beat the snot out of that place yeah so it wasn't producing like it should have you know the hair chain's pretty good and um Anyway, that was one of them tournaments where you think you could you can win it, and I just I ended up with a thirteen and a fourteen and finished fourth, and like two inches out of second. I mean, like a fifteen inch or whatever got me second. So yeah, yeah, that's that crazy. Kinda, yeah, and then just I I could do no wrong in practice, and I br I broke a fish off on my last cast, which I don't have a clue how big it was. I had some I found a bunch of fish on beds, but then I went back and practice and 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 checked them and then they wasn't there so i i thought well that they're unreliable you know don't even fool with bed fish because that yeah. florida weather man them fish are really they're up and back and gone and they're not like fish around here you know fish moves up usually they're around that area again yeah they're, they're a little different but i went to a i went to where a bedded fish was and i couldn't see in there and I threw a wacky worm and yeah, it started going off, you know, carrying it off. And I was like, just, you know, you hyped up a little extra, give it a little extra pull. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, we all have those events. I actually got a few of them this year, but I ain't going to them details, but you know, you just <laughs> back at stuff and you're just like, man, if I could just, but you know, you learn from it, you know what I mean? And it's always a good, good learning experience when you have a bad event, you know, and but even if you have a good event, but there's something that went wrong, you always look back like, man, I probably should have done this, you know, and you keep that in the memory bank. Yeah. But once you, I tell you the best thing for people to do is write stuff down. Yeah. That I highly recommend writing stuff down. I, I did it one time <laughs> and I quit doing it, yeah. but I wish you would actually learn, you know, you could say, Hey, this is what the weather was, you know, and um, you would, you would learn faster. Yeah. Because you get old. I mean, I, I've got 20 years experience fishing. So, um, 
I, for, I forget a lot. <laughs> it, it's very easy to forget. You know, like spots, for some reason, spots with me will stick out. You know what I mean? But like, if I go back and be like, oh man, I, I didn't make this adjustment or just, you know, stuff like that sometimes from 10 years ago, I can't remember. You know what I mean? Like, but like spots and certain times of the year, I can remember spots. But like when it comes to making the changes sometimes, or oh man, I remember I hung this 10 pounder here. Or, I know nothing that big. I ain't hung nothing big, but I hung this five pounder here and he, he come off and he was on that side of the pole. You know, some stuff like that. I just forget. You know what I mean? I, I, I remember stuff really like pretty good, but like, like you're saying the adjustments and stuff like that. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, sometimes it is hard to make those on the fly adjustments because sometimes too, when you're in a tournament, it's totally different. You know, like you're, you're, you're trying to get that next bite and you're just, you're living that moment. Like I can talks about, you know, living, fishing that moment. Well, sometimes you don't think back like, well, if, 10 years ago, I made this adjustment and I caught them. You know what I mean? So, well, when I freaked out at Pickwick the first day, you know, I needed two more keepers. Um, what I did instead of fish the moment, I fish history on a river that I hadn't tried in practice, you know what I'm saying? Just to catch two keepers. I, I got out, got, got a Ned rig out and a little three inch grub, which w- works back home. Mm-hmm which was not very smart of me because, you know, I was catching everything mainly on swim baits. You know, everything was bait-oriented up there um, with there's so many shad and stuff, which the, the, the little grub was fine, but why would I, why was I finesse fishing when there, all the shad was big? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why was I trying to throw a Ned rig? Like back home here in the New River, yeah, I'm going to catch, catch fish. But, yeah, I wasn't fishing the moment, you know, I was – just yeah. spun out. I mean, it's so yeah. much mental. It's that people don't understand the mental of fishing. Yeah. Well, Especially like, tournament, tournament fishing. Yeah. Well, you know, you got, and I know you might not have been thinking about it so much, but you got AOI on the line. You're trying to win the event and then you're on, you know, you're on the right fish, but then it just unravels sometimes. You know what I mean? Like just the smallest things of a real backlashing can cause, the wheel to completely come off. You know what I mean? If things are already going bad, you know, or you hang up in a good spot, you know, where the fish are at. And a lot of times I know we just break it off, but it's that time of recap retying. And, or Were you, you're talking about that. I had a club tournament one time and um, this was about three years ago and I hadn't fished this lake. It's about an hour and a half away from me. And uh, I'd fished it a few times with boat tournaments, but like around the spawn time, and I didn't think they were spawn. It was, it was a cold front anyway. It was really cold. And, you know, I had deep diving jerk bait on my mind. <laughs> and uh, it was 30 minutes into it, you know, brand new spooler reel. It was in early April. And I hook a rod behind me and go blow my reel up. You know what I'm saying? It's just shot. You know, that I had to take all the line off. Yeah. But there goes my thought process of I'm going to throw deep diving jerk baits and catch big smallmouth, you know. Yeah. And and I struggled for like an hour or so. Next thing you know, I ended up finishing like fifth. But uh, I caught everything super shallow. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Off, it's an, crazy. off a Ned rig. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, people people don't understand it. Like, even though you throw little baits, um, I catch a lot of big fish on like a little Ned rig. Yeah. And I give it to you guys that throw the Ned rig. I cannot. I can throw a shaky head. I can throw a drop shot. 
but I cannot throw. I, I gave my son one. We went to Bugs Island the other week, and it was tough. I mean, it was extremely tough. The water was cold, and it was super muddy, and it was really low. So, and, you know, bugs most time this time of year are starting to fill back up, but it was just mm-hmm. really low. And uh, so I give them an orange crankbait because I know that's a good color down there, and then I give them a um, Ned Rig. And I'm just, he caught one off crankbait, but then he just threw the Ned Rig for a little bit. He's like, I can't throw it. And I said, well, let me see it. Let me just throw it out here a little bit because I don't ever throw it. And I probably made forecasts, but I'm like, this is not for me, man. I just can't. But if you put, I can put a shaky head out there. I just can't. Yeah. That's what it is about Ned Rig. Well, see, that's confidence. And and um, I'm not confident on a largemouth. Like, there's really not spotted bass in Kerr. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I wouldn't ever throw a Ned Rig at Kerr. Yeah. It's all confidence. Like if I'm around smallmouth, I'll throw a Ned Rig. Um, if I'm around spotted bass, I'll throw the big TRD, the four inch. Yeah. Because there's there's something about the spotted bass. They love a shaky head, but uh, you know a seven inch worm is kind of. I did good on Smith with it. I mean, I caught a couple keepers on it, but um, they they'd rather have a four inch or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, something but more. I, yeah but what happens around here with the smallmouth deal is you get that water so clear you know two and three quarter ned it's small to us but still it's uh in that clear water it's still yeah it works it works that's for sure well let's talk a little bit about uh the 2023 season i mean we got so for one what do you think about the changes that bass have done so far i'm you know, I mean, do you think it's good? Like we're going in the right direction. How do you, what is your uh, opinion? I love Steve. Love Steve. Yeah. But, um, I like the three day practices we had last year. And, uh, I, I like the cutoffs this year. I, li- I like the, the month long cutoff, but I don't like the week practice. Yeah. And, and, and the talking on the water thing, I think that's a little bit over ridiculous in a way. Cause I mean, me and you fish in the same area. I mean, it's going to be kind of rough just to say, hey, the store green pumpkin or eighth ounce instead of three sixteenths or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> just yeah, hold it, it up and say, hey, buddy, looky here, sucker. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. You know, as, as friends, when you're out there with your friends and, and they're you're watching you catch, I mean, they're going to be like, man, what are you throwing? You know, because yeah. I'm doing the same stuff. What are you doing different? Whatever, you know, and you can't give no information. I can understand the cell phone stuff. You know what I mean? I don't. Oh, I'm 100% cell phone stuff. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. But if you're in the same area talking on the water, I mean, come on. We should have the same rules that bass. And, you yeah. know, I used to fish BFLs as co-anglers. I mean, you're not allowed on your phone. You know what I'm saying? You're just not allowed yeah. on your phone. And emergency only. That's it. Yeah. But, yeah, when you're on the water with somebody, I mean. I mean, a guy could be out of worms and just give him a pat. I mean, what? Well, I don't. Yeah. You know how it is. I mean, you really don't know who you're going to fish with anyway when you go to a ramp. I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, what look, what you do is if you're catching them, you got a few, you put in a bag and you zip it up and you're like, oh man, I threw. Damn, I threw. It's <laughs> just floating. Just, <laughs> Can you grab just those? <laughs> yeah. So. But, yeah, you know, it's gonna be awkward. I, I don't I don't like that rule. I think they over. Uh, yeah, I think they're over. Is it flipped? And then Bud's boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he said the Ned Rig is good up here in Minnesota. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of, I think that part is kind of crazy, but I do like the no cell phone stuff. I, I, I'm 100%, you know, like it's so easy for people to make a phone call. Man, I'm catching them over here. Come load up, you know, bring you, bring your boat over here. And I don't. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, like that. yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, I don't like people doing that. I mean, when I'm on the water, I'm not, I'm probably not the most, I'm competitive. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I wouldn't say friendliest person, but I'm competitive, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm there to catch fish is what I'm there for. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But like that second day of Pickwick, I, I fished for about an hour or so. And I, I didn't, I didn't have a, you know, a, a, I caught a big striper, a decent striper and hadn't caught a bass yet. And there was this bass boat. I was in a community hole deal and this guy's just, you know, fishing. I talked to him for a little bit and he'd hit a deer on the way there. And I was telling him, man, I'm done out of this tournament. I'm thinking about, man, I should probably just go back to West Virginia. I got to work, you know, tomorrow. And, and that's only, that's kind of conversation was going. And he's like, yeah, man, I need to just get off the water too. Cause he'd hit a deer on the way to fishing. So he was kind of like having a bad day. And I'm like, man, I'm going to make one run out this wall and see. And it was, well, I think my first or second cast, I caught it 19 or something. Yeah. But, but after I had that limit and then I would go to finesse fish and still catch seven good keepers. Yeah. And it tells you how many fish is in the area because the fish are there. And then when that water clicks on, it just puts them in a spot. Yeah. You know, it, feeding it, spot. It them up then, you know what I mean? It puts them in the predictable spots. Yeah. So, but, but. <clears throat> now, what do you think about now? I, I like this rule. Um, and just, and this is the reason why it's nothing towards nobody else. I like it for the fact that guys that are not familiar with that area, because we got a lot of these guys that have fished these bodies of water so much. They yeah. got friends that live near these locations. I'm not naming nobody on this, you know, yeah. What I mean? yeah. but they got, they know people in these areas that know, like, hey, this ramp you can put in here, you can put in here, you can put in here. So for like us coming out, Pickwick, for instance, I looked at a couple of ramps that were like, I was like, man, I think I can put in there. And you drive down and you're like, oh, this ain't a ramp. You know what I mean? Like this, this is somebody's property, you know, but hmm. there's no signs. There's no like posted signs, keep out. Or now there was one that had bullet holes all on it. I was like, oh God, I'm never going to get turned around out of here. But, but I think it, it's, it takes out of that gray area. You know what I mean? And like a hundred percent. I mean, I, it's going to put people on top of one another, which I don't care. Yeah, to be you know, uh, yeah, but then you don't even have to worry. Y'all are fishing in the same. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of like that in a way. If fifteen of us go out there, I'm planning on trying to outfish y'all fifteen people at the ramp. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm. That's it's like a small tournament within the tournament. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, <clears throat> for instance, I, but they still picked out some good ramp, like Gunnersville. It's all basically the public ramps. And mm -hmm. then you have a few like kayak specialty kayak ramps, you know, where they can put in that. So like they did a good job at because it makes it fair for the whole playing ground. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And uh I'm looking I'm looking forward to Gunnersville, but I don't have a a whole lot of experience there. I mean I got a little bit, but not a whole lot. Well, I me and James, we and, and Jason Hensley too, he he's gonna be traveling with us. We we were able to ride out on the Bassmasters Classic when they were down there, the, the year the Hank Cherry won it. Yeah. Yeah. And um and I he Jason was was with Seth Fighter and I was with uh oh shoot Skylar Hamilton and James was with uh John Cox. So like 
we didn't get to fish, but you kind of got to see different areas. You kind of see how the oh, lake yeah. up, you know. So, I, you know, some stuff that Skylar Hamilton fished. I, I'm like, man, I, I got to try that. You know what I mean? I got I got the baits that he used, and you know, I, like I know that maybe there's a potential of something being there. You know what I mean? But granted, the weather's different than when it was when Hank Cherry was down there. It looks like it's gonna be a lot warmer down there than when it was when the classic was several years ago. Oh, really? I, see, I haven't even kept up with it a whole lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've actually fished with Skylar. I fished a couple bass opens as a co-angler. And uh, Skylar was 16, and his dad drove him <laughs> drove him to the lake. And I was like, oh, man, I was telling my buddy, I was like, I got that kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And three years later, he's on the Elite Series. So he, he's a real good guy. Got a good family. Super, super good dude. And I, I, I enjoyed every moment. You know, and like I'm one of them guys. I'll sit there and be quiet because I know some people don't like to talk. So like I'm just taking it in. He's like, he's like, hey man, you still back here? You awake? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm just, I don't like talking to nobody when they're fishing because some of these guys, man, they might get mad at you. Like, shut up. You know, I don't. So, uh, he says, I think the new rule regarding des- designated launches is a good move, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it. I think yeah. a lot of people liked it. There was a lot of people that did not. And they're like, oh, it's taken out of the whole deal of this is a kayak tournament. Yes, I get that. But when you're compete, when there's that much money on the line, you got to take out the gray areas. You know, 100%. I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's people, people, and I'm not saying nobody cheated. This is why these rules are here. I, I'm not saying that. It's uh, just taking out the gray area because it yeah. was kind of a gray area where we're, we're like back here at local stuff. When I when I go to somewhere that I don't know about, I don't push a limit or nothing. I'm always launching from a public boat ramp. Yeah. And most of the time, I watch I watch a lot of old bass videos because bass you can actually figure out where anglers fished at, or they're not a hundred percent accurate, but they'll give you an idea where somebody had fished and caught a couple fish at. Yeah. You know, um, and that's how I scout. You know, and you don't want to always go where. One little secret is you don't want to go where the guy won at all the time because everybody's going to – that spot's going to get blowed out. Yeah. Another guy that might finish in the top ten, this little area, which still has fish, you know. And uh, the one deal with the pro guys, they fish so fast. And that's with the kayak. We're stuck in one spot. You got to figure out the fish. The fish are there. Like, you, you'll hear them a lot of times. They're like, oh, they moved in and out. Well, not really. They're, they might move in and out a, a, a few, you know – few feet but they're not moving thousands of yards you know in a few hours yeah. or something i mean they're still somewhere near there they're just yeah, that's tight like lift or yeah well if you find yeah. them on a bridge somewhere and you got 400 yards or 500 yards to the back of the creek you know what i mean like they're gonna follow that 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 pathway they're they're gonna they'll hunker down around that bridge for a while and the thing is you're gonna have waves of them coming so oh, if yeah. this wave goes out you got another wave coming yeah, the bridge deal is like, you know, Gunnersville, it's super popular in the spring because, cause, um, yeah, they got them spawning flats in the back, and it's just a funnel, man. It's just going to be fish. Um, it was a classic. It was, this was before that class. Who won this? This is one that, uh With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Randy Warren. Randy Howe. Me and my friend went down there, and uh, I told him it was... We stayed, we stayed near there. Anyway, we was, we was at a bridge before they took off and we was waiting and Brett Chapman pulled in and I told my buddy, I said, there'll be somebody fish this bridge. Cause actually I think David Fritz wanted uh, FLW event off that bridge. But anyhow, um, so we sat there the first morning, the classic, here come Brett Chapman. He catches 10 fish. And back then you remember when they used to have bass track where you could actually find the guys on the lake. Yeah. Yeah. I remember they did that for a couple of years. But yeah, yeah, Brett had, he had 10 fish that morning. You know, he only had like 10 pounds, but it was awesome to see him come in there. And, you know, I'm bad for this as casting in a spot and just cruising on down the bank or a rip rat. He just sat in one spot and just was catching them, man. It was pretty yeah. neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's that way. Well, yeah, that's just like when I was with Scott Hamilton, he was using a spinnerbait on uh, the bridge and, uh, to catch a big one like he did you know and there's people standing on the bridge because people were just driving down the road and like i'm gonna stop right here and just watch him for a little bit because they see him you know and uh just to have everybody around when he caught that fish and cheering and this and that it was pretty cool like oh yeah it was just it was he's like now because you know when he stopped was fishing everybody pulled up he didn't catch nothing yet and he's like man now i gotta catch him i gotta catch him now so he caught oh, that yeah. one you know <laughs> the pressure them guys have man is unbelievable because I don't know if you how much live you watched Okeechobee, but there's yeah. so many people travel down travel down there and just fun fish, you know. And yeah. well, it's happened to be the same week. Half them people don't even know they're coming, you know. And and then the uh, guides they still got to make a living, so they're going to take clients out. Yeah. And where they only had five spots of fishable water because of water clarity and stuff, they were just people on top of one another. I mean, there was. Every day, the live camera would go over to somebody else's boat and they're netting a eight pounder or something. Yeah, yeah. he said, uh, I can see a bunch of people fishing Browns Creek Bridge where Hank Cherry won the class of Gunnerville next month. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, dude, there's so much Bassmaster stuff out there where everybody's been fishing, you know, like you're gonna have to find those spots within those spots, like, yeah, and it's a timing deal, like, you know, there's times where the fish still might be there and they won't feed and then they'll go in. Like, like a 30 minute or hour feeding time yeah being there at the right time but um uh gunnersville one negative about having a, a tournament down there in the spring is just they just had a, a toyota series this weekend there yeah i mean it is beat to death it's just it is fish to death i mean it is it's gonna be a lot of boats down there it's, yeah just without without us being there it's already popular so yeah yeah it's so there's going to be a lot of confrontations and stuff. I, the areas I got picked out to look at, hopefully I don't have no none of that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping. I know that, you know, the like I say, these fish are going to be moving. It's going to be warming up. People are going to be looking in the obvious places, you know. So 
it's just you're just gonna have to just do whoever deals with the pressure the most on the water. I think is gonna one's gonna come out and and, and able to to guard the fish that they have. You know what I mean? Like that, that's gonna be the next thing. Well, anybody can pull up on a bridge on a Saturday. You know, like there's gonna be one angler, kayak angler, gonna catch him on a bridge for sure. But then he's got to leave at three or whenever our tournament's over with. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And there's going to be four or five local, you know, just, you know, five other boats there that's going to be beating it while you leave. I mean, it's just is what it is. Yeah. They fish till dark. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And then, you know, like say with practice, you don't know how bad other guys, cause I noticed some guys, like some guys practice really good. And then some guys just beat them up during practice. I mean, they, I caught 90 inches during practice. Well, that was not very smart. You know, like that's what yeah. I looked at. So like, yeah, if I ever catch 90 now in practice, it's like like I did in Florida just by, you know, I caught one on a spinner bait, then oh, I tried a worm, then, you know, I happened to catch a big one on a worm, then I'm over here frogging on something totally different and catch a big one. Yeah. You know, something you like that. So, you know, if you change spot, several spots during the day where you, you pull out and you go exactly. to Exactly. When, when somebody catches 90 out of a spot and then they think they're going to go catch 90 the next day in a tournament. Yeah. I mean, good luck. And I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. And I just look and I'm like, golly, man. I, I used to tell myself I used to win practices all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to I used to dominate practice. I'd always catch a big one or something. Yeah. And like on my home lake down here, we'd have a tournament. And why would I even go down there unless they're responding, you know, to find someone bed or something? Yeah. Yeah. Why would I even? Yeah. That's it's just things you learn. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. there's some people that, that still would, you know, catch them on a white spinnerbait, like you said, and then tournament day you go throw out white spinnerbait and you won't get a bite. No, it changes up that quick. And another thing I have, too, is I won't, I will not share fish pictures during practice. I will not do it. I used to do it all the time when I did bass boat tournaments, you know, try to get in people's heads. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've then, done that to friends before. I, I uh, Yeah, in boat tournaments, I'd catch a big one in practice and I'd send it to a friend. Yeah. yeah yeah and then and then i'd suck it up real bad so then I, i'm like i'm not sharing nothing no more i've done the same thing with chris fishing with me. we'll go fish I'll, I'll go practice i'm like dude i'm on them like we got, <laughs> we got spots and then we go and then probably about like nine o'clock chris is like i thought you were on them like yeah i'm really on them you know <laughs> like, i'm like god dang dude i don't know what happened to them they were here <laughs> there there's so much of it timing man with the fish too you know i mean if you could find them the last day of practice at the last hour and then you're like oh man i'm starting there the first thing in the morning <laughs> you know and and then you start there and not even get a bite yeah yeah and that's that happened to me at chickamauga for the first bass the first year they had, was doing bass and went to chickamauga i found some fish schooling but all of them were like four and five o'clock in the afternoon mm -hmm. so like you're like all right they're here so i go back next day and i mean i did nothing absolutely nothing and i ended up having to change up and went to a new spot and just found a couple couple little ones that did absolutely nothing for me during the tournament but <clears throat> yeah it, it was it was a grind with some of the like trying to get the timing right with it and that's that's what you got to play with so much with the kayak inside because like i say we're so limited to spots you can't just you know you ain't catching nothing in these three docks or you're going to fire out and you're going to go to another cove you just can't do that you know some spots but not so much what we do but um, but looking, looking into 2023, man, we, like I said, we got Gunnersville coming up. What lake, I mean, we got Lake Gunnersville, Hartwell, Possum Kingdom, 
Mississippi River and the Susky. What what system are you looking the most most forward to getting onto? I didn't even say that right. What what system are you looking forward to getting onto more than you know any of the other ones? Possum Kingdom. Possum Kingdom. Yeah, I want to get down there. You fished the you fished the class, the championship down there a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, and it was one of them days where I, you know, had a fair practice, but everybody knows that tournament was like blowed out for us water conditions and the lake isn't the biggest lake in the world and i think there was what 150 competitors so um over half the lake unfishable almost so it was like honestly dude a third of the field was at one ramp where i was it was i've never seen we were three to four wide coming out of this creek we were like bumping each other i mean there was poor guys there was like one guy paddling, he's whacking people, and then people were trying to pedal and keep up, and they're steering, bumping people. It was like that for like probably like a quarter mile. Yeah. Yeah, it so was rough. Time to start bumping. You know well, what, I mean? what happened was I'm, I knew I could do maybe a decent limit in there, and I did. I had like 80-some inches the first day. Had me, I don't maybe in the 30s or something. And I, I just told myself I hadn't fished any other ramps. I'd, I'd fished the mud first day of practice, and I said, I'm not doing that. And wasn't sure. I couldn't go to the other end of the lake because one day the bridge was closed. I was going to practice on the other side of the lake, but I couldn't. So I, I just launched three days from the same place. And uh, the last, you know, the last day of the tournament, I just went to the other side of the lake just to see a different spot. And I was a. I told everybody there at the ramp. I said, "Man, I'm not gonna get in y'all's way. You know, I'm just trying to catch fish at a different spot. Y'all, y'all, just you know, just if I'm in your way, just tell me. You know." Yeah. So I let everybody launch first, and then I took off, and I went down through there and found a green light on a dock. Waited to first cast. At first cast, I catch one. Uh, it was pretty awesome. I mean. I, I kind of struggled that morning. I mean, I got me a small limit, and then on a point with the last hour and a half, I caught 90 inches. Wow. Yeah, and I broke one off that would have helped. But I ended up finishing 13th in that one, too. But but it was just unbelievable, that, that flurry that I caught that evening. You know what I'm saying? It was just awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're and, and, down there close to the same time, but hopefully the weather isn't. It's going to be the same time. It should, you know, it's a hundred percent postponish, you know, and yeah, I mean, that was a fluke, uh, flood conditions and stuff. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, it was really neat because I mean, Possum Kingdom is East Texas is the same as everywhere else's, you know, normal green leaves and oak trees and all that. If you get west of Dallas, you get in the desert, you know. Yeah. And Possum Kingdom is, I'm, I remember seeing all dad, you know, the all dad sheep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right above a rock cliff. They were fishing. They were right above me. <laughs> it was really good, you know, the views and, and just seeing different water, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I, and I fish lacrosse, and lacrosse is like, you're not going to catch your personal best like you can at Possum Kingdom, you know. But just the amount of fish you can catch, dude, it's just unbelievable. And that's – I really want to fish that one, and we're kind of up in the air about it because ICAST is basically right after it. So like, I don't know because we got some obligations for ICAST. So I don't know if we're going to be able to go there, come back, ship products, and then basically leave because we won't get back until like Monday afternoon. 
and then we'll have to pack up and leave to get down there by if we leave Tuesday night, you know what I mean? Like it's just a lot of work to try to get product out. So I don't know. I don't know if Mississippi river, I know we're definitely fishing Gunnersville, Hartwell and possum kingdom. And then I really want to fish a Susky. So I think that's going to be a fun one. I, yeah. I haven't fished a Susky and, um, I, I, I had the opportunity to, but I kind of, I just didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. It, it should be really good. Yeah. And it's, it's super popular. So, the schedule is great, to be honest with you, because, I mean, that's a real popular event. Lacrosse is popular. Gunnersville is going to be popular. Yeah. The, the only negative to Gunnersville is is the the timing is, like, we just had Harris Chain Hobie, and, you know, we got, you know, two weeks, and we'll be at Gunnersville. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, is Caddo the next week after that? I think so. It, it's so, tough. It's tough for anybody. We tried it last year, and we, and we did – pretty much you know what i mean like we did most of the tournaments but it's really tough man like to chase points in both events not yeah. just all you got if you ain't really got a family or you know your 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 work schedule can allow it you know like you could possibly do it but like if you got a family and you, you work too you know like it's really tough to chase both of them yeah and one change we didn't talk about is like bassmaster last year had two events that was two days and yep. the rest of them was one day events yeah. Well, this year they're all two day events, and you know where I'm scheduled to work on Sundays at eleven and a half hours. So that that knocks me out eleven and a half more hours of vacation, which you know that's a lot of vacation. Yeah. But when you go to lacrosse fishing two days, so then I'm gonna have to take Monday off too. So I'm taking two days. Yeah. And um, some things changed at work. Like it used to be, I was able to if I missed a Sunday, I could work an extra day later on in the week, maybe yeah. make up for it. Yeah. But I can't do that anymore. So, yeah, it's it's tough, man. When, like, I say, just working the work schedules out—that's that, the hardest part. And kind of, you know, like me and James, we have the opportunity to do what we do with our business, but you know, we still—it's just us that run a business. We don't have other people that work for us and all that. To, to, I mean, granted, his wife will ship stuff out for us. His wife and kids, when we're out of town, will take care of some orders for us. But, um, but you know, other than that, like. So we so this year we're like man we might fish some BFLs or some local tournaments in the bass boat side, and then commit to one tournament series and that's gonna be bass this year. Nothing toward Toby. Um, yeah, I like, I like Toby's schedule. I like how they run their events. It was just way all the BFLs were working out schedule wise. These were kind of working out pretty decent with other tournaments too. So that's why we just picked picked bass. Yeah, so. I I still do a lot of local events. You know, I mean, I want to try to do as many locals I can. Yeah. Just because uh, I, I think the more you fish, the more you stay up on your game, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Time on the water, 100%. I mean. Yeah, I, well, you get in a groove. Like, last year, I kind of got in a groove. and there, You know how we all have our certain baits or something? But I got in a little groove there last year, and it was the same. You know, it carried over to different events. So. And it, does, and it, and it can be different fisheries in general. Like, you know, oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I took the same the same pattern and just ran it you know same time of year you know this show was you know about pre-spawn and stuff and when fish are in that same mode man you can go to different lakes that's why you see these guys do good in two or three events in a row you know yeah yeah once once uh, they get on their 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 groove man yeah i know exactly what you mean i i know for for instance like some of the events that me and james had i mean you know my year started out kind of slow but then like towards the end of the year i was able to kind of finish it a little bit better with wolf and fox and 
Winnipesaki. I didn't have, I didn't finish where I wanted to finish at per se, but I caught a pile of fish. You know what I mean? I caught a lot of decent fish and that tournament was so tight that, I mean, if you call it the way it was, if you caught another inch, you moved like 15 spots. It seemed like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, was, it was just so tight. Or lacrosse was going to be like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just so, and then places that has so many fish, Gunners will be like that too. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, where everybody's catching fish, it just, yeah, everything's so close. Yeah. And every little mistake, you got to just eliminate mistakes. So, you guys doing any AKS events? Uh, I, I won't be doing none of that. Um, basically, we're just going to be, for us, it's just going to be bass and, and local stuff. I, I want to fish some night tournaments this year. I want to fish more. Are you going to do the Hobie on New River? Or? No, no, we thought about it, but I'm going to be honest with you. New River has been my, like, kryptonite or something i don't know what it, i love fishing rivers the james river uh the shenandoah you know all that stuff i love them rivers but every time i go to a new river i suck it up really bad i don't know what it's it gonna be really tough for the hobies it's really is because um uh 12 inch fish is i wouldn't say rare there but i would guess if there's 200 people in that field I'm just, this is just me, you know, just my opinion. I live five miles from New River. And yeah. Anyway, um, in two days, they might be 20, 25 people with two limits, two days. If yeah. that, it fished great last year. The It actually fished the best it's ever fished last year. Um, But a whole lot of that had to do with water. Um, We had a lot of rain. And it was always uh, off collar and a lot of extra water in it. It wasn't low. Yeah. It had extra water. So that that, that adds in a lot. Because one day, I, I actually, uh, Jody Queen every now and then jumps in our local events. And um, my, my, my teammate, we, we, at our club events, sometimes we'll do teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always fish together. And uh, he, he beat me like, I, he was ready to go and I was ahead of him and he, I actually measured a fish next to the truck and he thought I was ready to load up because we can't load our fish there. We got to get, we ain't got service. And he's like, are you ready to go? And I was like, oh, I just caught an 18 and a half. And I said, I think we can fish 30 more minutes, dude. And he said, what do you got? And I told him and I had him by like two or three inches. And I said, let's go for 30 more minutes. So, you know, I couldn't just quit on a last cast caught 18 and a half. So anyway, he goes and cools up, and he passes me by like a half inch or something, beats me. <laughs> but but anyhow, um, uh, uh, another club event Jody had signed up for, and my buddy Blaine didn't. And I was fishing this area, and man, I had a heck of a day. I had eighty nine inches. Was on the rivers. That's insane. That's actually the highest I've ever heard. Yeah. And I and I called like a I had a twenty and a half or something when I caught that one. I already had like 85 or something and I caught that one and I was like, Oh man, it's, you know how you feel like you've probably done it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I honestly thought, yeah, I've done it. Well, time to find out my buddy Blaine was actually scoring fish or whatever. And, you know, he never did let me know. He just said, well, they caught him today. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they were biting good, but you know, the whole time I'm thinking, then I text Jody and he says, I got like 90 something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah. So like, and then I straight call him. I'm at the Bojangles drive-through or something. I'm like, you got. And then he figured out he ended up beating me by half inch. Oh man. <laughs> but, but that that's that's insane numbers. Them two, I think there was like 
five or six bags over 80 inches. So yeah. it's not the Susky. I mean, it's not even close to a Susky. Yeah. Um, but you're liable to get a bigger fish here than the Susky. Yeah. I mean, I think the Susky fish might be fatter, you know, sh- a little bit shorter. Yeah. But um, we we actually had a one club, our championship. I was fortunate enough to win on the New River, and um, a boy had – I think he had 60 some inches for three fish. I think that's what he had. He almost beat me. He, it was a two day deal and he caught a, it was a record number. Of, I don't know. He, I don't know what he had. It was way up there. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. And he caught him by nine o'clock and he just didn't know what else to do. You know, he yeah. had three fish over 20 inches or something. Yeah. We fished a new river. I fished two or I fished two. I fished some, I fished a vent in Clater. But then, like, I fished two kayak events on the New River, and we fished two different spots. In the second spot, like, I had something that I felt like I thought would have done okay, but after the tournament was over, I wasn't even on the right size fish because Jody had, like, 90 inches, I think, and won it, you know. But the, that morning, though, I woke up, and I was going to put on the water, and I was like, man, because it was like a stump right there by the boat ramp. And I'm like, where the hell did that stump go? And it watered and come way up. And I'm like, I called Casey. I'm like, man, are we still doing this thing? Like, this water is rolling. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to fish this spot. He's like, oh, no, man, still good. I'm like, golly. So I put in, and I probably by 10 o'clock, my battery was dead. Like, I was using it to stay in the current to keep throwing a spinnerbait, you know? Was you below the Clater Dam somewhere? No, I was I was on the other end. Of the, we were up the, up the river. And up, like, on the upper side. Okay. Yeah. And it was... Man, the water was just rolling. By ten o'clock, I had to come off. Like I couldn't, I could not go. I couldn't paddle up. It was so much current, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it was just chocolate milk, and I'm like, what in the world? So was that a KBF event in the fall? Uh, no, that was just one of Casey. Casey, Casey okay. that he used to run for the Virginia yeah, Pack yeah. League or whatever. But um, so Jody, yeah, Jody won that one too. But uh, I've I got my my butt handed to me a lot of times on New River. I don't know what it is about. I love river fishing, but I can't figure them out on New River. It just whips my butt every time. It's going to be very very challenging because of the two days and uh, and and the, depends on the water conditions. It's um, July. It's not the. Uh, it gets better towards the fall. August and September, I think, is way better. Also, October is really good. Yeah, but it gets kind of a lull there between June and July. That it gets pretty tough. You you'll just have tons of other people out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's kind of it on the twenty twenty three. I mean, that's you know, like I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to Hart, Hartwell just because the spotted bass fishery. You know, just catching some spot. Hartwell in the time of year that's going to be you can catch fish in all three phases. Yeah. So that that's pretty much like when you can do that, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, if you want to throw fish offshore, you want to fish the bank, you can do. Well, you can change up. You can change up through the day. Like say, you know, you go in there early and catch them shallow or, or you go in early and you catch them off points and then you move in when the sun comes up and, and catch bed and fish or dock fish or whatever. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure like you like the live scope deal and I've got the live, but, I'm not a fan of live in a way. I mean, it just, it doesn't work for me. You know, it's, it's, it's another tool. And, um, if I, if I had a different way of setting my kayak still, you know, and, and, and watching a brush pile or something, yeah. I would, I would probably like it better. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it definitely, I've been using a lot through the winter in the bass boat, you know, trying to learn it more and mm-hmm. get with it more and learned a lot. I've learned a whole lot with it, but like saying a kayak is different because you're constantly moving. I just can't be still like the boat just constantly. Yeah. Just drifting one way or the other. And you're always making, you know, like even if you got a motor in front and your spot lock, not unless you're into the wind and, you're sitting there fit, you know, but it don't always work that way. You know what I mean? So you're always making those adjustments with it and it is a little different, but I learned a lot at Pickwick with it. And then after the Pickwick event, we got on the bass boats and I'm like, I'm, I'm solely fishing everything with this. You know what I mean? And I'm going to learn it 100%. And I learned a lot with it. I'm excited to get on some of these events, you know, um, have you, have you, have you upgraded your transducer yet to a 34? Yeah. Yeah. Is it that much better? I, I mean, some things, yeah. You know what I mean? Like breaking the brush pile down a little bit more, you know, like you can see things a little bit better in it. Um, but on certain things, I don't, I didn't see a big, a big deal. You know, I think I mean? the main deal was the distance, wasn't it? Like, yeah, you could just be so farther, so much farther. It was the distance. And I think a lot of people liked it so much, like it a lot more with the perspective mode. I don't like perspective mode that much. It's not my, it's not Is my that the, That's the landscape mode. Or, uh, yeah, you sideways and you can basically bird's eye okay. Now, did you see Kennedy with the live with that? Yeah, yeah. He actually used it a little bit today. I think he caught his first fish with it like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the shallow water, it's going to be really great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like places where you got the shallow water, I think you could, you could make it work really good for you there. But for me, I just, I fish, you know, I fish in that lake a lot and I fish deep. So like mm-hmm. the regular, the regular, uh, whatever you call it, regular mode there, it worked. It just worked better for me, but I'll probably play with it. Some and put it in perspective mode and just play with it. So like in the spring, when you're up here, well, somewhere in Gunnersville, if you're in a flat grass, flat, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, let's talk just a little bit. We, we, we're been on here for a while talking. I've had a good time talking with you. Let's talk a little bit about, the um some post-spawn we're, we're early i mean not post-spawn early pre-spawn bass fishing i mean we're florida they're already there you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and it's going to slowly gradually work its way up all the way through gunnersville virginia west virginia all that let's talk about some stuff that you're looking for before they're on that bed before they're really i'm gonna say deep in those creeks what are some things that you're looking for uh and what baits are you going to be throwing to catch those fish and let's say uh low 50s and low 50 is tough for me i I'm, i actually fish really fast yeah um but but i mean reaction baits um i'm either will be i'm really like jerk baits you know before live sono or whatever i threw jerk baits forever and um and and crank you know I, i'm a big i'm a bait nut like there's thousands of different crank baits and then there's these balsa crank baits and stuff and uh flat sides you know and the colder you get, me personally, I mean, everybody likes a rattle trap and stuff with noise. I like the opposite. I, I don't like noise. Yeah. I like the subtle approach, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and then I've always liked to have a bait that's a little bit different than everybody else. So um, I've hooked up this year with the new sponsor. It's uh, Folks Custom Baits. And, they, and he's got like a 110, uh, you know, version – of 110 of his version and um and he's got some custom collars and stuff so it's just a little bit different than the mega bass you know what i'm saying yeah so, 
Um, He's got some good looking baits. I've 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 seen some of your posts and I've gone and checked them out. I've actually was going to order a few and haven't yet, but I, I do like a lot of his stuff. Yeah, he's got this new mat collar, and I mean everybody throws this the algae bone. You know, it's got the purple back, the green chartreuse belly, which is good for great for smallmouth. It used to be my favorite collar for smallmouth. Yeah, but then like it, it's crazy how you get a collar like that, and you think, oh, I'm the only one doing it. And now the next thing you know, everybody's <laughs> throwing it. You know, it's one of the most popular collars everybody's talking about. Um, but he he has it in a matte finish. And, and I don't know if you if you fooled around with much of the the mega bass and the matte finish. Yeah, dude, there's a difference. Yeah, that there's a, the matte finish or something with that. But but usually like channel swings and creek creeks and stuff like that. I, I like the I prefer the deeper banks most of the time. And, and like I like channel swing banks and stuff. Yeah, because like the channel swing banks. Who knows? Like, you, you know, you got the live sonar. We used to think fish traveled the bank or, you know, but it does seem like there's just more fish. And notice, what I've noticed on a flat sided bank is you, may, you can maybe catch some fish over there, but there's just not near as many fish. You know, I don't think. They're scattered. It seems like they're scattered more. Exactly. Yeah. And you could find a spot in a channel swing. You might catch three or four fish right in a row. Yeah. But. But yeah, I, I like looking for channel swing banks and stuff. And I mean, you know, are you are, when you starting out? Are you starting out the mouth of the creek and working your way in, or do you like to go towards the back of the creek and, and look shallow first, and then kind of ease on out to the deep water? Well, with the water temp you you referred to, is they're not near the spawn as much, so I would be pretty much more out towards your main. Yeah, yeah, and as as the water temp got more higher up then you might want to go farther back in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's because the fish are going to be farther along, but the deal is they're going to be fish spawn on the main lake. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, where the main areas like, you know, it's spawn season. All the fish don't go to one flat and spawn. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of times, even on like a, a on a bluff bank, a big fish, she'll just move right up you know, on a bluff wall and just on a rock and she'll spawn on a rock. You're on the Lake of Bluestone. They do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Smith's like that. Sometimes you'll just be going down, look, you're looking for that bed, you know, and all of a sudden you look and there's a rock and there's a big one sitting on. You're like, what are you, what are you even spawning on? You know, but yeah. And I love the ones too, that spawn on top of the tree stumps. You know what I mean? Like you're going through and, and it's really difficult sometimes to get it on there because you're always trying to adjust for that, when you're looking at it, you know what I mean? Like you might not pitch it far enough when you think. You oh did. yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard for him. Yeah. It'd be hard to catch them if your bait can't stay up here. Yeah. But, uh, I always, I, I love the spawn. I love that time of the season, but like getting, trying to just figure them out before, you know what I mean? So what are, what are some of you, I know we talked about, you like your flat size, you like your jerk baits and stuff like that. Or is there, is there anything else that you're go-to that like, if you, if that's not working for you, I know you've talked about a Ned rig and all that, but I mean, what, what are some other things you go to other than those? Yeah, if you if you're not getting reaction bites, you know it depends on sunny day and and how much the wind's blowing. If it the wind ain't blowing, man, I mean it's hard to get a reaction bite. Yeah, and that, that I mean a shaky head. I've I've done really well with a shaky head and a, and a jig. Yeah, yeah, it's... and uh, I've kind of done my own jigs. Um, you know, I just buy the head and buy a skirt. 
and then I actually tie it and put a little bit of wire around it to keep the keep. But and yeah, and then like um, I only use a couple trailers on my jigs. Like when we're talking pre-spawn, I don't want the rage tail. I don't want the kicking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Either zoom chunk or um, I've been putting the the pit boss on the back of it. Actually, I've won a tournament just putting a pit boss on the back of it, and it was during the pre-spawn. Yeah. Because the the flaps just barely move, you know what I'm saying. And but now once the water once once they get on beds or above, you know, or after, I'll just throw a rage rage chunk pretty much on my jig. I got you. Yeah, that's I love a jig. And when the water temperature hits the fifties, when it, as soon as it hits the fifties, like I mean, I throw it, or you know, basically all year long. But like when it's in those fifties, it just seems like they fire on them crawls. You know what I mean? Like they just. Yeah, and then you get good bites. I mean, if they bite a jig in the pre-spawn, it's going to be a good fish. Yeah, most of the time it's a good one. Very rare do you just catch like a dink off a jig at that time of the year. Yeah, if you notice like if you're talking water temps in the 50s or, or low 50s, you never catch a dink hardly. I mean, whatever you're using. Yeah. You know, and then once that – really after the spawn, it's just like, oh, all the fish just come out of nowhere and they'll eat anything. You know, you just yeah, get – you know. <laughs> Yeah, you don't yeah. get. I mean, really, you don't think you don't have them days where you catch a whole lot of fish, you know, before fifty degree water, especially mm-hmm. in tournament wise. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're that's, really you're you're really praying for five fish is what you're doing. Yeah, you're trying to get five good bites all day long, and you just hope that you throw enough enough in front of enough fish to get those bites. You know what I mean? Like it's you're just trying to cover as much water as you can in those certain certain, certain situations. Yeah, I went below the house here, and nobody actually – right below my house at the boat ramp is um, at the upper end of the lake. So, really, the guys could run their boats up there, but they got to go over a flat that's like two foot deep, and, you know, most people don't like that, you know. So, um, really, nobody's probably fished much of the upper part of the river here, and the, and the ramp's really unusual. I mean, you, I had to, like, drag my kayak down through the water. I mean, I can't even use wheels. Because yeah. the ramp don't even reach the water right now. But I went down there the other day, and it was one of them days where you it look, looks great. You know, it was 65 degrees outside. But the problem was it was 20-some-mile-an-hour winds. But, yeah. uh, uh, man, the fishing was horrible because I, cause I couldn't fish slow, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got this channel swing bank all the way down through there, and, man, there's fish all over that thing. But I could not <laughs> – I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't catch, and I ended up catching a muskie coming back to the truck late that evening. The wind had died down, and it was slick calm, and uh, ended up catching a muskie right in front of the truck, my last cast. Yeah, it's been a but grind I, for me. But I, but I struggled when that, it was like 47-degree water temp. I've yeah. always struggled. But, but most of the time, you know, when our tournaments and stuff happen, it's always, uh, you know, more more the pre-spawn like right when they're ready to move up you know yeah right before they bed right right on their edge of a flat or on a point a lot of times your secondary points you know pre-spawn uh and of a back of a pocket right before they you know move up to go to the flat to spawn yeah i've caught i've caught several good fish but the deal is like pre-spawn like that you might catch one or two off that little point but that's all you're gonna catch you're gonna have to go to another one and hope mm-hmm. to repeat it. You know, you're not going to sit there and more than likely catch 10 fish or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny how they stack. You know, and like this time of year too, I've I've been back here. I've gone to the, like I had a video I did not too long ago. I went back into where I was churning mud with the Chola motor, and they were stacked up in water temperatures, forty seven degrees. But they were so keyed in on shad, like it was really hard to even get a bite. You know what I mean? Like you'd see them blow up, you throw a jerk bait or a rattle trap or a swim bait. You know what I mean? Anything you can to try to. Oh, they were still blowing up. Oh yeah, they were blowing up on them back here. But and I was like, at first I thought, uh, I was like, man, maybe it's white bass. You know what I mean? They're just back here feeding. Yeah, yeah. And then they all come by the boat, and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all of them. But like, dude, they were they, largemouth. Yeah. Were they on Smith? Was it on Smith or? Yeah, yeah, it was on Smith. Huh. And, uh, but I've had them back there all year, you know. And then if if they come out of that creek and get, it's like probably about five foot. I have a chance of catching something. You know, yeah. What I mean? When they're way back here in that real shallow water and they're chasing, it's really hard to get them. Yeah, well, see, like that's winter mode. Like, if you know what I'm saying, they're they're yeah. kind of grouped up. As soon as one once they start thinking about that spawn, once that water temp gets above 55, that's when you kind of start. You start <laughs> losing the school and fish, and you know you're starting to pairing up fish. You know, yeah. a couple here and there. When they start looking for them honeys, they're trying to find them big girls. And they're gonna start <laughs> around with them. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's definitely fun when they start doing that transition, though, when they're going from that late winter to early pre-spawn transition, and and you start looking at the stuff that you have confidence in. You know what I mean? Like, say, I, I went up there uh, the other day with uh, my wife and daughter, and the stuff that I was normally catching them on when it was, you know, still forty-seven degrees, there was absolutely nothing. I didn't even find no bait fish on the live scope. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I've been going on how many backs of creeks, mouths of creeks out to 50 foot of water and i'm like where are the bait fish you know like there's nothing so finally i was like you know what i'm not going back on the water until i go to gunnersville like <laughs> i'm not i'm not looking oh, really for yeah so I, it's been what I, I went last weekend but like i just been focused on getting everything ready for gunnersville now and i'm just like i'm not even going out there no more i'm just gonna do my thing and that's it so but well, Mark, I really appreciate you, man, coming on tonight. It's getting late. It's almost 930, but I, I really appreciate you taking the time to to join us and talk fishing. And uh, I always enjoy, you know, when we're out on the trail and, and running into – I always manage to run into you at odd places, you know, different ramps or, you know. Yeah, we're staying inside, right beside each other. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know it, you know what I mean? Like, Texas yeah. was funny because we didn't even know you were staying at the same – basically the same area. So, um, but I always enjoy conversating with you. I learn a lot from you when you when you're talking fishing, and um, it's just it's just been really fun to you know build our friendship and learn more and more about each other, and and like say doing it while we're while we're competing against each other, it's always fun. So yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, let's just hope the water gets above fifty pretty good, closer yeah. to sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when the fishing gets really good. That's right, that's right. But man, I, I really appreciate it, Mark. Uh, I wish you all the best this year, and uh, but not too much. I want to do a little bit better than you this year, and you know. You can finish right below me if you like to. I, I just want to win an event. Like like the Pickwick event, like I said, I just went down there to win the event. And yeah. then whatever, the angler of the year is out of my control. You know, it was up to Drew. And, um, uh, yeah, I just – because, dude, I've been close. I've been yeah. so close. Yeah. it's yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I finished second twice in big events. And then, I don't know, I probably got five top five finishes. Yeah. Yeah, you've done you've done really well, and I and I look up to you guys like you and Drew and Justin Largan and Ewing Miner and you know all these other guys that you see, Christine Fisher, all of them, like to be consistent. They've all won. I haven't won yet. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and you're close. I think, I think, like I said, you keep putting yourself in that position. Yeah. That's, yeah. Trust. Yeah. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. That's the only thing you got to keep doing. You just got to keep putting yourself there, yeah. trying to catch them. And it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to probably be a big old party when you win, too. We're going we're gonna to have a big old party for you when you win. But <laughs> I'll be tickled. I, I was so nervous at that first bass event they ever had. You know, I happened to have a real good day. It was a one day deal. Yeah. And when it went offline, I was leading it. And I asked Matt Ball, and I didn't know if anybody passed me the last hour or not. Yeah. And I asked Matt Ball, I said, what do you do? I'm not good up on stage or anything. And this was at the awards, like, where Steve-O was running that event. And, you know, just had all us kayak anglers in there. But there were, like, 250 of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, man, ain't nothing you can do. You just got to, you know, <laughs> go with it. And I'm like, man, I'm going to have a <laughs> – <laughs> But, but it was all cool and stuff. I, that's an unbelievable experience. The experience of uh, getting to walk across the skate stage. I know they, I don't know, they, some guys down it because we're up there so early. You yeah. know what I mean? The crowd's not all in there and stuff like that. But honestly, I did not know how many people was in the stands. I had no clue. There's lights on you. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, the way they're announcing everything's super loud. Yeah. And then they had the little, you know, that they were all kayaker friends, you know, mm-hmm. down there at the bottom of the stage. I could see all them and they were jumping around. So to me, I didn't th- know if there were 10,000 people out there or yeah. didn't know there were 500. But and <laughs> anyway, it was still an awesome experience. I mean, you can't can't yeah. take that away. No, I think they've done a really good job with it. I, I was a little, the last one I went to at Possum Kingdom. Um, I was a little disappointed how they did that because it wasn't many it wasn't many people at all in there. Like it wasn't even really advertised much that, you know, and I, I do think that, you know, I mean the high school and, and not knocking it, but the high school championship gets more recognition than the kayak inside at, you know, because they weigh in right before the big guys come in, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's cool. I mean, I think that's great for the kids. I think it's really awesome for the kids, but I think on the first day of the event, it should be the same way. It should be, you know, if they want to do the high school kids and the kayakers or vice versa. Now, now you you don't know is the is the high school kids is it just that one day or do they come in on another day? I think it's the one day. I can't remember if it's first day or second day how they do it, but yeah, I, it's been a while since I've, I've the Possum seen. Kingdom deal. The stands was in well, the stage was in the middle, yeah. So you actually had a three sixty around. That was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think they ought to let yeah. us come in on our kayaks. I think it'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was really neat i'm gonna have to get a new kayak this year i'm gonna have to upgrade i'm a, this kayak i think this will be the sixth year i've been in this same kayak oh wow yeah yeah you want some money in that boat oh yeah it's it's been everywhere but it's it's comfortability you know like um i like to try to keep things simple mm-hmm. you know now we added you know i added the live the mega live to my so now I'm 35, 40 minutes of, of launching every morning with adding, and I, and I added a power pole last year, which I've been putting it off. I actually owned it all last year, but halfway through the season, I put it on and that power pole is awesome. Yeah, it is super. If you're fishing shallow, man, it's a must have. I mean, I've always used the anchor, you know, the anchor wizard or something, but that power pole was sweet, man. It is so, you know, and, um, I always load up in the back of a pickup instead of the trailer deal. I just don't want to deal with the trailer deal. Yeah. And I'm in the middle. 
I'm in the middle of getting a new truck this week. Hopefully, I can get another truck this week. I got you. Got you. Yeah. I mean, my my truck's fine. It's just 155,000. Yeah. And, and it's a Toyota. It can last for another 155, no doubt. But I got an opportunity to get another Tundra. So. That's right. That's right. I don't blame you there, man. Well, well, bud, I really appreciate it. Like I say, I, I enjoy I enjoy our conversations. And um, like I say, if you need anything, holler at us. And I look forward to seeing you uh, down there at Gunnersville. And uh, hey, hopefully, hopefully we're all in the top five. We'll see. Sounds good, man. Good luck. Right. Safe travels down there. You too, buddy. Good talking to you. See you. All right. Later. All right, guys. Well, I mean, that was a long conversation. I mean, I, yeah. it's easy to do that with Mark. Like, he's just a good dude, and uh, he's it's he just loves talking fishing. He's a fishing fanatic, just like a lot of us are. So, um, but it, I really enjoyed it. And uh, Mark, Mark is a heck of a fisherman, and he's he's. I mean, just watching stuff that he does, or or just talking to him at the boat ramp, man, just learn so much from him. You know, he's got a lot of knowledge. He's very knowledgeable with the Bassmaster stuff, like. Oh yeah who won this or what Creek they wanted in and this and that, you know I mean? Like he's really knowledgeable with that stuff. And like, I, I talked to him at Pickwick some and he was talking about, you know, this pro running here and this pro running there. Like I, I can watch Gunnersville and, and watch all three days and kind of have an idea where them guys are at. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you had to ask me to go back three elite events, I mean, not just classic, but three elite events on where somebody won this, this or that. Um, I couldn't tell you, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't remember that stuff. I don't retain it well, but Mark does. He's really good at it. So, um, but no, I, I really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Um, like I say, we're going to have, we might go live from Gunnersville uh, while we're down there. Not 100% sure. Just depends on practice uh, and how everything is going. Cause we got, we'll be getting down there on the water Wednesday morning. And uh, we got leaving Tuesday afternoon. Be sleeping at a gas station somewhere, probably more than likely. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Wednesday we'll be on the water, bright and early, and uh, and getting some cast in and trying to trying to find these fish for Gunnersville. So I'm not. I know that's. I don't know. I know that Sunday we won't do one because we'll probably be just done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it just depends. I don't know, man. If we win, we might have to do one. We might have to go go live down there at the house. We're going to stay with Bob Brisky and Jason Hensley and. Uh, James and it's a few other guys. Uh, I can't remember all the names of Bob said that was staying with us, but um, this is gonna be fun. So, looking forward to that. You're gonna see some videos coming out here. I think we got a few things we'll be shooting this week. I got one that I just shot, just kind of getting things ready for the Hobie uh, on our One Objective Outdoors channel. So, make sure you go over to that channel, hit the subscribe button. Uh, all of our tournament recaps, tournament videos, all that stuff is gonna be going on at One Objective Outdoors, uh, our YouTube channel. So, if you want, you go to our Facebook page. We're kind of active with that nah, here and there. We don't. We're more on the one objective side on social media, uh, the bass fishing side. So, um, but anyways, yeah, make sure you go over and check that out. Also, check out some of our new products we got. I mean, we we got the new Hobie, um, the Duo uh, adapter plates that we just put on uh, our website. We put those up Thursday. Got I got a video on them. So you guys that are in a Hobie got the H-Rail systems on them, whether it's a Outback or the PA or um, whatever. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, man, I love that, that duo adapter plate. Um, Yachtac did a heck of a job on that. And uh, I really like, it. so if you got a Hobie, you need to make sure you get some of them. Cause we got other products that we're going to be kind of, it's going to be coming out. That's going to adapt to those. 
it's the adapter plate, but um, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be working with those. So really excited about that. We got some stuff that we'll be working on here in the next few weeks testing. Um, we're gonna probably going out testing some. I'm hoping we got like Wednesday or something because I think it's supposed to be really nice Wednesday down there. I think in seventies or something like that. So uh, we're gonna be doing some more testing on a product that we are. We finally worked out some logistics on. I'm hoping like by like. You froze up there. You gonna have to say what you said over again. Oh, did I? Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm gonna get my internet fixed when I get back. I promise, guys. It's been it's been heck. Um, but anyways, I was just saying we're we're doing some testing on uh, some products. We finally worked out the logistics on this product of you know manufacturing and this and that. So um, we're just doing it. We're in a testing phase now. So uh, we'll have some pretty cool stuff coming out here soon. And then we got a few other products. I think we're gonna be working on this week that might be coming out. It'll be coming out after probably the classic. We don't want to release no products while we're gone and people getting a lot of orders with it, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, I mean, if you, if you haven't checked out, you need some cool accessories for your kayak, uh, check out the, uh, kayak caddy that we just came out with. And then if you're in a new canoe, we got a new canoe, uh, caddy as well. Um, but the kayak caddy has been a big deal and, uh, guys are loving it. We're getting a lot of great feedback with it. So, um, if you need somewhere to store your accessories and, and baits, hang baits and hang, pliers and scissors and all that this is a this is a must-have um so but other than that guys that's all i got i hope you guys have a great week um hope you guys enjoy this hopefully where you're living at you're gonna have some great weather coming up if you do and you get out there and you do some fishing you catch some nice fish share them with us share your rigs with us bass boat or kayak share them with us we'll share them in our stories and then um but other than that i hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show hope to see some of you guys down there at the gunnersville event if you do come up, say hi to us. I mean, we're very personal. We love talking to, we love talking fishing. Um, so just come up, talk with us. We, we might play, we play shy guys most of the time. We don't, we don't really go up and say much, a whole lot to anybody. And honestly, come talk to us. Just, <laughs> that's just how we are, man. We just try to stay out of people's way and do our thing. So, but uh, other than that, guys, we'll talk to you guys later. Hope you all have a great week and uh, please give us a thumbs up on iTunes and we'll talk to you later. See you. See you.